This is a STEAM Channel program on UCTV. Go full STEAM ahead at uctv.tv slash STEAM, where science, technology, engineering, arts, and math converge. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name is Dr. Nicola Cece, and I'm joined here by my friend and colleague, Shelley Kurth, with our next installment of How to Stay Sane in These Times of Unprecedented Parenting. You might have heard by now that Nicole and I have many years of experience working in education as teachers, as leaders. Um, most importantly, we're both working parents and we are homeschooling our kiddos right now. Our goals for these weekly sessions are to provide you with tools um, and resources to keep your learner thriving and hopefully to keep you sane. Let's start today's show with a celebration. Congratulations, you have made it to summer. Somehow, with all the madness and everything going on, summer is upon us. Uh, but not without some worries and concerns. Shelly and I, this week, we're actually looking at some data by EdTrust West that says 9 out of 10 parents are actually worried about their kids' academic performance and the impact that COVID has had on them. And eight out of 10 parents are really worried about their kids' stress levels. So today's episode is going to talk about kind of how you could structure your summer and what are some things that you can do to support your learner and your child to not feel so stressed uh, and have some summer fun. So Shelly has a disclaimer though, before we hop in. Shelly, what do you want our viewers to know? Yeah, it's important for you to know that Nicole and I have a very different approach to summer. Um, I'm a little loosey-goosey, maybe a little too loose, and Nicole likes to keep a little more structure in her day. We both deeply believe that kids need to keep reading and keep thinking through summer, um, but Nicole really puts that academic learning at the forefront, and I kind of sneak it in in between adventures. So but I'm also fun, Shelly. I am also a fun haver. She is a fun haver. We will talk a little bit about how we do this in different ways, um, but also just knowing that whatever your style is, to embrace that style during summer and to keep them reading and to keep them thinking. And why reading? Well, reading every day, whether it's a bedtime ritual or written on a schedule, or maybe you have a bookworm and they're reading all the time at random moments, your kiddo should be reading probably about 20 minutes-ish a day. It helps with language development. It makes connections between the written and spoken word, building vocabulary in the process. It grows your brain. Reading to children at any age actually activates areas of the brain that involve understanding and memory, which is awesome. And it helps kids understand the world around them. I mean, otherwise we just see the little world we live in and there's a whole world out there. Reading opens up those doors to them. Starting in kindergarten, if your child reads 20 minutes a day at home, they will hear 1.8 million words per year. They will read for 851 hours by the sixth grade. And on those standardized tests that we all take in California, they will likely score better than 90% of their friends and their peers. So we should read. Nicole, talk to us a little bit more about your approach to summer. Well, yeah. And so based on this data and other data out there, I have a more scheduled approach to summer that... Don't worry, my son has found a way to keep my 
more academic mindset in check. And he actually has created what he calls a five-star summer day. He's a clever little guy. So today on our list is riding our bikes, playing soccer in the alley, playing with his little brother, which I am glad is on his five-star list, doing some water play and Pokemon. So those are his five things. But I also have my list, and that is where my more structured day comes in because I call it my B4 schedule. So there are four things, and we have to do them before we do his five-star fun day activities. And my four things are we have to read. We are going to do some sort of reading together. He can read to me or I can read to him. Again, remember he's in kindergarten. So because he's in kindergarten, we also work on our sight words. We have a ring with different sight words anywhere between 10 to 20 that we practice every day. Then we do some math because he absolutely loves math. That can range from counting money, doing some money math, but he actually has this strange love for math worksheets. As much as I don't like them, he is so thrilled about them. So we found some free sources for free math worksheets. I'll drop them in the comments on YouTube so that you can find them as well. And then the last thing on my before list is that he has to do some sort of exercise, keep his body moving because we're gonna grow our brain and we're gonna grow the rest of the muscles in our body. And that is part of our day. Now, as summer progresses, we've talked about maybe engaging in some camp-like activities. Today, he actually told me that tomorrow he wants it to be a science day. Well, I don't have a lot of great science activities. So I've started to look at some free virtual camps that we can engage in where my son can take part in some of these activities. I get some extra ideas on what we could do. So while these are different camp activities than what we took partook in last year where I sent him away and he was all on his own, this is more something that I need to supervise. It's some really fun and great ideas that we wanted to share with you. So the camps that we found are Camp Wonderopolis, Happy Camper, Uh, Google has a camp that you need to sign up for by June 24th. Uh, There's Varsity Tutors and there is Camp Kinda. And all of those will be linked again in the comments, but those were some of the free camps. Now, we know that there are some in-person camps out there. There are swim camps that are running. Um, We know that budgets are a concern. And Shelly, I know you had some other points that you brought up that were really great about why camp might not be or in-person camp might not be for everyone. Yeah, well, actually, I am hopeful. You know, things are changing day by day. We're getting different information from the CDC, different information from camps, frankly. But a lot of times the in-person camps are really small now. Um, because of our physical distancing rules um, and a little more pricey than they were before and hard to get into. Um, So, you know, I'm so hopeful. I know we all are that we, you know, we remember those camp experiences for our kids. And a lot of us, man, need some daycare um, while we try to get back to work. But I think it's going to be really hard for A, to get into it, for a lot of us to get into it, to afford it. And frankly, I know many of us are still worried about the safety of our kids. So whether your child goes to camp, camp camp, or virtual camp, or if they stay at home for summer fun with you, just remember, we can keep them thinking, keep them reading, keep them thinking. I say, you know, when I say keep them thinking, my husband always rolls his eyes because he's like, we're always thinking. But I think you can be strategic in the way you set up kids to think. The the first and foremost, um, 
Nicole has little guys, and I, of course I have teenagers, which probably is why we have some different perspective on our, our days, but let them play. I've said this before. Let them figure out how to play things on their own. It doesn't always have to be so structured. That's the way kids explore cause and effect. It's the way they figure things out. They draw hypotheses. Um, and this is so good for growing their brain. I, you know, I think about kids who are building towers and they have to think about how am I going to get this one to balance on the tippy top or race cars on tracks? Which one's going to go faster? These are the ways in which they figure out the world. This is spurring their critical thinking. Um, one of the other things, I, I, it's so hard and I have to practice it still, maybe even more with my teenager, is to give them think time. Let them productively struggle to figure out an answer, to get something that you know is a challenge done for them. Let them try to figure it out for themselves. Um, my daughter was building some garden boxes recently for an end of the year project, and I had to really bite my tongue to tell her how to do it. And let her instead try to figure out the hows of the building process on her own. I count in my head silently. I don't let her know I'm doing it. I count to 60. So think about that. Every time you want to help or you want to fill your, you know, do the answer for your kid or help them with the words, pause. Let them have that productive struggle. Ask open-ended questions. Get them talking more than you're talking. Don't rush to answer. You might want to say, like, what ideas do you have? Or what do you think is happening here? Um, Listen to the response. And believe me, I know, sometimes their response isn't right. But instead of jumping right into that response and giving them the right answer, instead ask, maybe say something like, wow, that's interesting. Tell me how come you feel that way or tell me why you think about that. Think about it that way. Again, an open-ended question that gets them thinking and talking. And my favorite is to play games, all kinds of games, whether it's board games or card games, even video games. There is so much critical thinking and thinking that's happening. And oftentimes kids love it. Outside games, those old school recess games, think capture the flag. If you have lots of kids at home, it's so let them encourage them to play those outside games, those team games. Again, this is critical thinking, strategy. This is good for kids. So keep them reading, keep them thinking. I have a confession to make uh, right here with all of you. And that is, I broke down. Like I did not know what to do with my kids. So I am embarrassed to say I bought a jumper, like a jumpy house, like an actual full-size jumpy house for my kids which was so great to like finally get some work done and um that's not going to be a realistic plan for every week of summer to buy some uh, crazy outrageous toys that my kids can use so I actually sat down and did some reflecting to really think about like what are some other ways to have fun what are some fun summer ideas that one don't cost a lot of money and two are actually fun for kids that are, you know, the kind of things that I enjoyed as a kid, the kind of things that I have memories about from when I was five or 10 or 15. So I came up with a few that I wanted to share with all of you. And the first one is probably an obvious one. You've already thinking about this. It's just the water fun. How can you create water fun? And while we all want to be environmentally conscientious and not waste water, 
it's fun to play with water. Get some buckets and some sponges through the overhead sponge pass. Um, get some water balloons, some water guns, uh, or just get some big buckets. Throw some mud in there and like make mud pies. If you have a backyard, even better, turn on the hose and um, play with the sprinklers. But having some water fun and making a list ahead of time of some ways that you can use water in creative ways um, can help you kids, keep your kids entertained over the summer. The other thing uh, are ball games. Think about different ball games that you could do. So my neighbors across the alley actually got a like miniature tennis court. It's called pickleball. And they play every day in the evening. I hear them just there go the tennis balls. Uh, fun way. My son loves kicking around a soccer ball, um, playing catch. Think about all those ball things that you can do. And with very minimal uh, funding investments, you can have some ball fun outside and even, you know, kick the ball across to the neighbor uh, through the alley. Another way to have fun I know everybody loves camp and you might be thinking, gosh, we can't go camping or that doesn't feel safe or maybe we can even get away from everybody, but so many materials that we need is too much work. Well, my friend the other day actually sent me a picture of her whole family camping outside. No sleeping bag, no tent. They just took some blankets outside and slept in their backyard. If you don't have a backyard, think about camping in your living room. Mix it up, have some fun. Um, my son just last night actually decided that he wanted to sleep on the floor. He was done with his bed and it was more adventurous to sleep on the floor. Give a little, create some adventure. Um, you know, if you have an outside fire pit, make s'mores or you can, you know, make them in the oven. Uh, you can even just get even the uh, marshmallow paste and get some chocolates and uh, make your own sort of fake s'mores. But have some fun. Embrace the camping summer spirit and think about ways to infuse like the adventure and going on mystery hikes into your days in a way that is fun and safe for your family. And then really just get creative. Uh, get some streamers and strings, decorate your bikes, decorate your scooter, or get, you know, some old tin cans or some soda cans, tie them behind uh, a car, paint your car with some of the um, either shoe paste or with uh, car paint, and be a little goofy. Have some fun, do dress up, do dress up dinners, but infuse your summer with some fun. And if you have other comments and other ideas, again, we love crowdsourcing. We love when all of you come up with even better ideas. So find us on the YouTube channel, drop some ideas in the comments and share with other viewers fun ways that you are making the most of your summer. I know I will be looking for your ideas to bring to my child, uh, but I'm actually not sure what teenagers are doing these days. Shelly, I feel like your job's even harder. What are you doing with a teenager? Oh. You know, teenagers really have a mind of their own about what fun looks like. So my whole strategy is to stock the house with things that might be fun and not mandate it and not really point them in that direction. Because if mom says it, it's usually they don't think it's that's not cool enough and it's not fun. Um, our sponge water fun looks more like a sponge war these days. They, they create, they cut the sponges up and like huck them at each other. Um, their idea of camp is like, uh, challenges with the fishing poles to try to get them in the, at the exact outside target. So 
Um, again, having things around the kids that your teenagers will find fun to do. I always have baking things around, um, lots of cakes. I know this is a theme during this COVID um, time, but lots of things to bake and lots of teenagery food, like uh, make your own pizzas that get them going and can help with the boredom that they might find. Uh, Again, cards and games. Um, But you know, something I wanted to bring up, and I think this is such a beautiful moment for it. It's not a time you know, that we might have had with our teenagers in the past. This moment where we're all spending more time together has given me a chance to lean into some conversations about career paths with my, my daughter's a senior. Um, and we have this pause and we've been able to do some really deep dive talking and thinking about career paths. And we, we've done personality tests together and then talked about them. Here, I'm linking a few of those free ones right here in the Uh, notes of the presentation, because it gets us talking about who we are, what we love, what some possible careers might be. California has something really cool. It's called California Career Zone. Uh, I have a link to that here too. And it really allows us to discuss the end results. Like how much does a career make? What kind of school do you need to have for it? Is it a technical college or a full college or is it an internship? Um, or apprenticeship, it's hard to figure out what they want to be when they grow up and when they're just 17. Um, This has given us some time to lean into that conversation and talk about it in a serious but lighthearted way. Gets the conversation moving about um, possible futures. Take the time to do that if you have the time. What a gift this is to have this time. Among all the other stresses, at least we get to have some time with our teens that we might not have had before. Exactly. And most of all, just remember to have some fun. Hopefully these lists will help you have what my star, my son would call a five-star kind of summer day. And again, if you have more ideas, uh, leave them in the comments. Let us know how else we can support you and your child to be as sane, safe, and have some fun in these unprecedented times. So until next time, have a great day. Bye. Thank you.